All right, I will do a reading. It is from Psalm 4, and it's just eight verses. In the title, it says, um, these are the, we call the superscriptions. The superscriptions were added later, but we left them in there. Uh, well, because they were in there early, and they thought they were important. So we, I will read that. It's uh, Psalm 4, to the choir master, with stringed instruments, a psalm of David. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Selah. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, many of you know I'm a golfer, right? I'm an okay golfer. But like many golfers, uh, golfing is more about dealing with adversity. So here, a few weeks ago, my golf partner and I, Chad, we're getting ready for our first hole, big match. You know, it's a, it's a par five, should do pretty good on this one. Get out there, hit a great drive. It's sitting perfect spot, hit a second shot pretty good. I'm right by the green, chipping a putt for a birdie, right? Get up there and... Mm, Three feet. It happens all the time. My poor golf partner, Chad. And Well, can you empathize with this little image here? (laughs) Needs no explanation, does it? I got angry. I get angry. Why do I get angry over golf? It's just golf. And I'm a hacker, right? I'm an amateur. I'm just out there for fun. And this is what I do? Well, I don't know about you. If you know, you're a golfer, you understand exactly what I'm talking about, but there's always things we get angry about. You know, maybe it's a little thing like golf, maybe it's much bigger things, but anger is, what's well, a human emotion. It's a core emotion from the movie Inside Out. It's something we all have. But how do we properly deal with emotion? Now, our, or, or anger. In our culture, anger is almost embraced. It gets you're encouraged to even amplify your anger, like on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. You know, something bad happened to you. Somebody cut you off in traffic or somebody did something to you. You're like, the world needs to know about this. And you have righteous anger. You have a right to be angry. And the culture is like, yes, you do. Let us hear it. Let them have it. The problem is we are horrible at dealing with our anger. In fact, being angry is pretty much this far away from sin for us humans. Now, David, in our psalm, he's dealing with some things that are making him quite angry. People are lying about him. They're trying to ruin his reputation. They're trying to bring him down. These enemies are driving him nuts. He just wants to go to bed. So he has this prayer of lament. And he's trying to figure out what is an appropriate way for me to ang- uh, manage my anger. Now, 
Why does it say, be angry and do not sin? Oh, good, be angry, but don't do that. And how do you do that? Well, we're horrible at it. Like I said, we can't do this very well. Paul uses this same thing in Ephesians 4, 25 to 27. We'll put it on the screen here. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Paul, again, echoes this psalm saying, don't sin when you're angry. So I think it's appropriate that we maybe learn from David what is a good anger management plan. So anger exists because sin exists. Imagine if there's no sin, is there any reason to get angry? No. Does, would God even get angry if there's no sin? No. S- anger exists is because sin exists. So as long as there's sin in the world, there will be anger. You and I will get angry. Whether rightfully or not, we're going to get angry. Now the world says, double down on it, get back out of them, show vengeance, do something. And you and I know, whenever you're angry, it can lead to sin, can it? So what's David do? David's first thing is he admits he's angry. <laughs> the first step to anger management is just to confess, I'm angry. Recognize that's where you're at. That's what I was telling with the little kids, right? When you're angry, like at least know that you're angry. This is the first step of David's anger management plan. Now, when... Uh, I used to do a lot of men's studies. There's one called, uh, anybody done 33, the series? Anybody ever done that? It's a great men's study. And it shows what might happen when we don't admit we're angry or we don't deal with it properly. They use the analogy of this. I'm angry. Instead of dealing with it, I'm going to stick it in a manhole cover. (laughs) You know, lift a manhole, you know, like in the street. Stuff it down in there. And I get angry again, just stuff it down in there. Yeah, just, you know, just push it down. I'm not angry. What happens when you keep piling that stuff up in there? It comes out in some really ugly and nasty ways. Men, in general, struggle with this maybe more than women. Because when we boil up, and we all boil up, and when the anger comes out, violent words, violent actions... We try to mask it and cover it with drugs and alcohol, pornography, try to take control of these situations. We're, we're doing anything to escape from it. We play our video games. We spend our time. So we either deal with it in really horrible ways and hurt others or ourselves or escapism. It's bad. You have to deal with your anger and don't just stuff it in a uh, manhole cover. So a great thing about This is where I'm jealous of David. You know, he's a man after God's own heart. So he says, you know what, Lord? These people are lying about me. It's driving me crazy. I just want to go to sleep. And then what's he do? He reminds himself of what God has done for him. It's like, hey, remember that other time I was in distress? He took care of that. My enemies, I was fine. 
He reminds himself that God has promised to be with him, that he's going to take care of everything. It's going to be fine. He's done it in the past. He'll do it again. And you know what happens? He goes to sleep. I'm like, God, I wish that would work for me. I would just confess. And then the next thing he does is he commends. He gives himself over to God and says, you know what, God? You're in control. Stop fretting. Let it go and go to sleep. I think that's even above our bed. <laughs> it says that. Let it go and go to sleep. Let it go to God. Commending it. So that's a two-step process to anger management. And if that is you and that works for you, God bless you. Confess it. Commend it to God. Go to sleep. Okay, let's say that doesn't work. Like it doesn't for me. Well, I read um, a really good article by a psychiatrist, and he suggested pox. Like, you know, chicken pox. You know, pox. He said, you know what? If you get angry, what did I tell the, what did I tell the little ones to do? Well, first thing was to pause. Move slow, like a snail. Pause. Take some time. Just go, okay. Breathe. Don't react. Pause. And then pox, O, is to say, okay, what are my options here? Well, one option is I could freak out on that person, or I could do something bad. Be like, no, that would, that would be sinful. That would be awful. So what are some other options? What are some other ways I can manage my anger? You all need to find a way. It might be, for me, pounding a golf ball correctly. Um, it might be, I don't know, kickboxing. It might be prayer. It might be all sorts of things. You all have ways to deal with your anger. So you figure out your options, and then X, you express that. Then you do that, pox. Go and do that thing that's the right thing and not the wrong thing. That's a good technique to anger management. So let's say you've confessed, you've commended to God, and now you've found some ways to control, but it's still there, like it is for me. I pound the golf ball, I'm still angry. Well, it's the fourth step. The fourth step is to confide. Confide in someone you know and you trust. It feels good to kind of get it out, have this catharsis to tell somebody, I'm really angry. And if you are the person that's being talked to from this person, this is called the mutual consolation of the brothers and sisters in Christ. This is a gift the church has that we can console each other. You are there to not do what I do. I always try to fix them. Don't do that. Just listen. Empathize. Let them puke it out and get it out of their, out of their system. Because that's what some people, we just need to get it out. Now, I mentioned before that I had, you know, started counseling. That's a good way to get it out. There's a licensed person to sit there and listen to me. I feel bad for them sometimes. But that's a way of getting it out. And it's great to have a Christian counselor. And it's great to have a Christian brother or sister in Christ that you can remind each other of, no, 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 your identity is in Christ. No, it's okay, you're forgiven. Well, here's a good way to go and remind you of the gospel, mutual consolation of the brothers and sisters in Christ. Four-step process. Confess. Commend to God control it, and then confide. Good way to deal with stress. A proper anger management plan. 
Now, is there some types of anger where that still isn't working? And I have a, a really good memory of one that, that was not working for me. When I was uh, in 1997, last century, there, you know, last century, I was uh, teaching math at Baxter, and I had a really good friend. His name was Parker Getter, and he taught English at a neighboring school, Collins Maxwell. And we were good buddies. We golfed together. We, we actually had a house painting business together. Uh, we spent time with uh, Steph, his wife, and Sarah and I would you know, spend time together. We're kind of newlyweds, and just a great friend. He played basketball at Simpson. I played basketball at BV. Awesome. Well, like he normally do, on a, on a, it was a fall, you know, fall harvest time, and he'd play basketball with the kids after school, the high school boys. And he was driving home after school, and just, you know, fall afternoon, and out of nowhere, a feed truck struck his car, and he was instantly killed. And for any of you that have gotten a phone call like that, that is a hard day. And I got angry, really angry. Why would God do that? He's in control. Why would he take my friend? Why would he take that husband, that son, that teacher? He's gone. And at that point in my life, I was far from God. I didn't have a very good anger management plan. In fact, my anger drove me further from God. Maybe you have had this experience as well. They say one of the number one reasons people leave the church is because of a traumatic event. I hope that you're here today to remember the church is exactly where you need to be when you have a tragic event. I don't understand God and his ways many times. I get angry with him because I don't get it. But he is in control, and I do know that he had a wonderful way to manage the anger and the wrath that he has towards sin. He hates sin, and he knows how to deal with it properly. The proper thing he does with it is he says, you know what, all this sin that causes all this anger, we need to deal with that sin. We gotta deal with the root cause, and the root cause is sin. You know what I'm gonna do with that sin? I'm gonna put it on my son. That's how we're going to manage this problem. We're going to take that sin, I'm going to place it on my son, and he will kill him. But he takes care of it once and for all. The sin goes away once and for all. This is why God is not angry with you. He loves you. He sent his son because he loves you and he died for you. The sin is taken away. And we know that it worked because Jesus said it's finished. Three days later, he rose from the grave in his glorified body, the first of the new creation, the new heavens and the earth. He's the first one. And we just celebrated Pentecost, right? What did happen in Pentecost? He gave us his spirit. The spirit of God lives in you and in me. And he empowers us to remind us what he's done for us in Christ. He's given us the gift of faith. And that faith is... Such a gift because when tragedy hits and you're angry and you are horrible at dealing with your anger, you know what? God forgives you. Your ability to keep his commands and your ability to not sin when you get angry, that's not how this works. It's a free gift from God. 
It was called grace and forgiveness. And he has ascended, given us his spirit, and now we are in the church, the mutual consolation of the brothers and sisters in Christ to encourage each other in the faith, to bear with one another when we're angry with God or angry with a brother and sister in Christ. This is anger management. So this anger management for David was great. He's like, dude, I'm angry. You took care of me in the past. I remember your promises. Go to sleep. That works. Awesome. If you need more, great. If you need a counselor, do it. If you need mutual consolations, including this pastor, talk to us. Deal with your anger so you do not sin. And then the great thing that happened for David and the great thing that is a gift. It is called the peace of God that comes upon us, that surpasses all human understanding. And I pray that peace that comes from God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus today and every day. Amen? Will you stand and pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for dealing with the sin that causes anger. I thank you for getting me in a place where I can go through those steps. And I've drawn close to you, Lord, because of your grace and forgiveness, and I thank you for that. I pray for anyone who's, well, angry today, that they would know how much you love them and that you've done something about it, and that we would be a congregation that is open and honest as they encourage each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious upon you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Have a wonderful week.